This is Flamestock. Join the conversation at 960-960. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right. For the first time this season, we're working overtime. Flamestock Podcast is in the books on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. But Flames have been officially eliminated from playoff contention. The phone lines are red hot, so we're going to keep them rolling. Uh, if you're listening on podcast, we're starting overtime at 1.42 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Uh, so there's been lots of calls already, a marathon Flames Talk postgame show, and the phone lines remain open at 403-240-4444. Text line remains open at 960-960. Want to keep them coming, want to make sure that you get your say after a really frustrating evening and just it's one of those nights, right? There are nights. We do it in the playoffs. We do it after huge regular season wins and losses and, and you know, kind of defining moments in seasons, and, and this is one of them, no doubt about it. So there is a phone line open if you want to jump in. If you're on hold, stay there. I'll get to you in just a second. But before we get there, let's get to the text line at 960-960. Um, this says, uh, in 2004... Uh, I hated Tampa Bay. In 2008, I vindicated Tampa Bay. In 2005, I forgave Tampa Bay. In 2020, I respected them. In 2021, I cheered for them. In 2022, I looked back at Calgary. In 2024, we need to clean it out. And let's not forget watching Sutter win two cups in L.A., a coach who should have been here if not for organizational ineptitude. I'll always be happy for him and Regeer. What I'm saying is that we deserve better in Calgary. Uh, this reads, Pat, great show as always. Way to grind it out for us. It's Blake here. I hear all the Sutter hate, and I'll try to call in to give my piece on why he's getting too much of it. But why does our goaltending coach st- uh, coaching staff get a pass? We've had them for how long, and how many great goalies have come here to crumble in the past several years? I love Markstrom, but he had a tough year in about 75% of games, posting numbers that don't get you a job in any league. Where's the heat for a goalie coaching staff that hasn't had answers in a decade? Backlund for captain already. Go Flames, go. Final thought, how many teams in playoff spots this year were out of it last year? How many leading divisions after being no-shows or barely made it last? year um i don't uh, have the answer off the top of my head in that respect vegas is one of them um they would be a division leader um boston has rebounded in a huge way of course uh new jersey wasn't there last year so those would be a few of the teams as for the goaltending coach thing i just so what was last year then when they were a top four goaltending team in the league why you know, and 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 Jason LaBarbera has only been here as goaltending coach. This is his third season. They were a pretty good goaltending team in the 56 game campaign. Campaign this year, obviously not so great. And last year, they were one of the two or three best goaltending teams in the league. So it, I don't know. It just seems weird to be like, well, it must be goaltending coach because it was pretty good last year and nobody was calling in and saying it's the goaltending coach it's the goaltending coach so why when it goes the other way is it on the uh, that's that's why I, I find that one hard to believe in at least in my opinion um this says pat i've been on the sutter train until tonight not just because of richie in the shootout but his stubbornness in the shootout itself Kadri in overtime looked like he was out there doing a periscate for the olympics yet sutter puts him out in the shootout and Kadri gives a lousy backhand um fair enough that comes uh that comes from brian appreciate the call my friend really do appreciate the text rather yeah i mean i didn't mind Kadri going um i, I thought Kadri had a pretty decent game huberdo scored and i didn't mind him going in this one because i thought huberdo was one of their best players tonight um i i'm never gonna be able to wrap my head around the nick ritchie decision i'm really not though um this says um from Steve, everyone's complaining about Richie in the shootout. Why didn't Kadri put it in the net? He didn't earn his money when it was time for him to be clutch. Uh, this reads from Mike. Not going to lie, listening to the callers tonight has been painful. 82 games ago, everyone was praising Trey Living for the miracle trade. Everyone. Now they're back to trashing him and wanting to get rid of him. Ridiculous. Was the season disappointing? Absolutely. But that's on the players and Daryl. Tree put an excellent product on the ice. The challenge is other than Toffoli and Dubé, everyone fell off from last season. Backs was backs. Mr. Consistency. Sign him and put the C on that man already. I hate to put it on Marky, but if they had constant 
average goaltending, the team makes the playoffs 100%. The constant goal in the first three minutes, first to third shots, is a team killer. Give it another season before thoughts of blowing it up. I'm a huge Sutter fan, but he may also be the issue. The Flames are the best team most games, outshot teams by 10 or 15, hit 100 posts and had no puck luck. Did they have piss-poor games? Sure, but most teams do. That's the nature of the game. The season overall is nowhere near the atrocity the callers make it out to be. Issues, yes, but there are far more positives than these callers are bitching about. Inject some youth next season and give it a run. Thanks for listening to my rant. That comes from Mike, a longtime diehard Flames fan. Appreciate it, Mike. Uh, what else we got here at 960, 960? This from Dan and Milk River. Such a tough way to end the hopes to make it. Bad bounces and the supposed usual suspects having an off night, but this season wasn't decided tonight. It's been a collective head-scratcher from the head coach down to the goaltending. Not sure where the Flames will or should go from here, but I don't think there's any easy answers. Great show as always, Pat. All the best. Thanks for uh, listening all year, Dan. Uh, all the way down in southern Southern Alberta. Um, this reads, the Flames do not have a high-end scorer and like every good team has. Huberdeau will be better if we can add a 40-goal man, not a 30-goal man. Kadri's not that person, never has been. Toffoli at his best year, and he's less than 35 goals. I think Sutter's stubbornness the last few weeks has really turned a lot of people like me to lose faith in him. Too many minutes for the fourth line, too rigid in sticking to a strategy that simply didn't work. Unfortunately, I think he's forced the owner's hand this time. I think Treliving's done a good job, but not good enough. We need to to, to, to turn the page on the leadership and try brand new next year. Uh, this says, um, Pat, it wasn't very long ago we were pleased to have Daryl brought in and applauding the work of Brad Treliving. Two questions. What's the likelihood they're both part of the team next season and who would be the top candidate to replace them assuming they get dismissed? Well, on the Treliving front, it wouldn't be a dismissal. His contract's up, so he plays a part in it too. Does he want to return for another year? It's, it's partly on, you know, is, is he going Is he going to want to return? It's, it's and and. We've been talking about this all year. He doesn't have a contract, and they have had contract talks. I believe there was a desire at the beginning of the year to sign him to a new deal. I believe there have been overtures throughout the year to sign him to a new deal. So this, the, the GM and the coach is a little bit different. You'd be firing a coach. You'd probably be parting ways with a general manager, and in this case, that that matters because there's a choice from the, the GM side, and it wouldn't be the choice of the coach. Um in saying that, the question asked about who would replace them, I don't even know on the GM front. I have, a, you know, from a coaching standpoint, if they were to, to decide to make a change there, I would go Huska. I would go internal and, and promote Ryan Huska. But I honestly don't know. I don't I, – I haven't – I don't have an answer for you yet on in terms of what they do for general manager. I think Craig Conroy has paid his dues and I would really be interested in doing that, but I haven't you know, I haven't really thought too much about um and maybe I should have, but haven't thought too much about you know, external general manager candidates because those are a little bit, sometimes those are a little bit deeper dives. Like for, for Calgarians, how many people knew about Brad True Living prior to them bringing him in? He was an AGM in, in Arizona, but, you know, what did we know about him? How much of a household name was he prior to coming here? So I think Huska would be a great choice if they made a decision to go from a coaching, uh, to make a coaching change. I think Conroy would be a great internal um and a great internal candidate if they were to make a GM change. As for externals, I, ask me in a few days when the season comes to an end. Uh, this says... This has been the most frustrating season I can remember. I, this has been the most frustrating season I can remember over the last 20 years. There's a strangely paced place period in there. I apologize. I defended Sutter until the bitter end, but having Nick Ritchie in the shootout and not Tyler Toffoli, he deserves to be fired. This reads, Pat, I know I'm being Captain Obvious when I say this has been a travesty and a complete failure of a season for the Flames. My question, when will Murray Edwards hold himself accountable to the fan base? Being a business owner, surely he knows the difference between smart spending versus spending for the sp sake of spending. How is giving a soon-to-be 30-year-old Huberdeau $10.5 million for the next eight years without knowing how he'd fit into Sutter's system smart? How could he be okay maxing out the cap space with medioc mediocre results more often than not? Is it possible 
to bring back these underachievers next year and expect the results to be better. They'll be older, slower. I'm sick of the coach praising veterans when most of them can't bother to compete when the games matter. To wrap up, thank you for being there to listen to the fans without fail. I appreciate that, and I'm always here for that. No no doubt about that. Um, until they fire me, of course, which will happen, I'm sure, one day. But as for the part about the, the part that really interested me there is can you bring back these players and expect the same result or expect the results to be better rather? Um, so my answer to that is I don't know, obviously, whether or not it will be, but I think Huberdo to me is the most interesting one. Huberdo is going to finish the year with what he had a, he had a point tonight. So he's going to finish the year with like somewhere between 55. Well, he's got 55 points. So he, he's going to finish under 60 points this year. And that is a historical drop one year to the next. But forgetting the 115 points last year and looking just on Jonathan Huberdo's career averages, he's way down as well. They signed this guy to an $84 million contract. I think, and, and they completely reshaped their team, building around him and Mackenzie Wieger and Nazem Kadri, along with some of the, the holdovers like Elias Lindholm and Michael Backlund and Rasmus Anderson. That's who this team's built around now. And the new core did not work very well in year one. There's no doubt about it. But you've invested so much into it that for me... I just think you owe it to yourself as an organization to see what year two is like. And, and and if it isn't any better and it's the same results, then you've got problems and then you can really uh, you can really think about making some significant change. But I do think that you um, you I, I think you owe it to yourself as an organization to see what Jonathan Huberto looks like in year two. What a full year of the Mackenzie Weger we saw in the second half of the season can do for this team. Uh, what Nazem Kadri uh, can do in year two after a really frustrating second half of the season. That's where I sit on, on the conversation anyway. Uh, this says, I think this season is indicative of why Matthew and Johnny left a team that was destined for success, the coach, and you're now seeing the results full force this season. This from Brad. Unfortunate result for the team. From the start of the season, though, they were destined to fall short of the playoffs. It's easy to be critical of this or that, but this last stretch of games, you could really see the effort to win. They just couldn't put it together. I'm sure changes are coming during the offseason. In the meantime, let's hope we get an opportunity to see some of the bright future in the final game. Uh, more texts in just a few minutes. Uh, I will say this. This is overtime. Uh, we are working into the wee hours following Calgary's final final meaningful game of the year. They've been officially eliminated from playoff contention. Text line 960-960. It's Pat Steinberg along with you and out of the phone lines at 403-240-4444. You still have a chance to call. Uh, not going to shut them down uh, and, and not going to cut them off necessarily. Uh, so let's go to the overtime phone lines for the first time this season and say hello to Dave. Welcome to overtime, Dave. Yeah, I hardly know where to start with this thing. but Dave, I, I can barely hear you with that phone. I said, I hardly know where to start with this thing, but they really got to sign Lindholm and Backlund long-term. Especially Backlund, he's the heart of that team. If if those guys want to sign long-term, then, yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, what what could you expect from Lindholm you know, when his two best wingers are gone? you got to put his the two best wingers you can with him next year and let him work it out. And if I was a general manager, I would say to, I, I would keep the coach, give him one more year. I mean, he's a smart man. To tell him, you know, you got to uh, have your fourth line, the three best guys from the farm team, and probably bring up the number one defenseman. Leave the goaltending alone for one more year, because then obviously Dustin loves the uh, future of this team. Because everywhere he's been is successful, but you can't throw him in the next year, I don't think. Okay, okay. And uh, I, I keep Stone as a defenseman. So who right now is the fifth or sixth defenseman on paper? Number five would be Zadorov. Number six would be Stetcher. Okay, and, you know, I, I mean, they're, they're good, but, I mean, you got, I'm, I'm sure that the Wranglers have got a top-notch defenseman on that team somewhere. Not, 
Not really, and I'm not. And I'm not trying to be derogatory to any of the guys down there, but I don't think there's anybody that would be on the Wranglers that um, you could say right now is an upgrade on any of the defensemen on the NHL roster. Gilbert was uh, the guy that they brought in from the uh, American League uh, on the blue line. I think Jeremy Poirier is a really interesting prospect, but he's still a ways away here from being ready for NHL games, I believe. And, and from what I've seen, and I've watched him play a lot this year, his defensive game needs some significant work if the NHL is going to be where he plays. So, and, and I think that he's got a great chance of being there because I think he's a really, really intriguing prospect. He's just going to need to do some work on, on his all-round game for that to uh, for that to be the case. So well, I, I think... What's that? Well, then maybe he's two years away, but I'd give the, somebody a chance on that team to be the number six defenseman and, you know, and figure it out from there. Well, don't forget about Shillington, though. Don't forget about Shillington. Remember, they obviously didn't have him at all this year. So I just don't don't forget about him being a part of this conversation next year because if he comes back, then, you know, you've kind of got your six. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, if he comes. But if not, then give the other guy a chance and, you know, figure it out between him and the six defensemen. And, I mean, you can't go wrong with Stone as a defenseman, I don't think. I think Stone is better suited as a six-seven guy, as opposed to being an everyday third-pairing guy. Yeah, well, I know I wouldn't let him go because I mean, you know, because you really need eight defensemen, I think. Yeah. And so I mean, I mean, give the guy, you know, one of the top two picks as defenseman a, a real chance in the preseason. But I would say to the coach, you know, you're going to be the coach, but you're going to have to have your number four line, the three best guys from the farm team. That's the future. I don't, and I just don't know if that's a realistic ask. I'm not saying no, that you. I'm not saying that like your your reasoning or your idea is a bad one, Dave. I just don't know if that realistically is something that that um, that we see. You know. Yeah, but you know what you know what your fourth line is right now. So give those other guys a chance in the preseason to see what they can do. Again, Dave, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just with this coach, I don't think that that's something that we're going to see. Well, then if the coach don't go along with it, well, then you have to let him go. But I, I would want to give him a chance. So you got to. I mean, he's smart enough to reinvent himself. I think, even though he's set in his ways, but I still think he could reinvent himself. So you got to give these guys their chance to be the fourth line, even if even into the regular season. It couldn't go too much wrong, I don't think, in the fourth line right now. Yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying. I just, I'm not convinced that, that this head coach would be up for doing that. That's all. Well, then, then you got to let him go. If he, I mean, because, I mean, that's what the general manager is to manage the team. And the coach is to coach the team. And I mean, I mean, you know, a condition to him sticking around, give these guys a chance to play, and and give them a chance for the first twenty games and see what they can do. I mean, how could they do any worse? It it uh, you're you're speaking very like I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that I'm not necessarily like I'm not saying that your 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 um, thought process is wrong or anything like that, Dave. I'm just saying. That it's probably not realistic that that is something that would come to pass. That's all. Yeah, but somehow you got to get some young players in there sooner or later. And, you know, and, and, and the thing with the players is there's – Dave, again, we're just going around in circles. I agree with you on the young players. All I'm saying is that I, I don't necessarily think that's going to be – that's not what this head coach's M.O. is. Well, if it doesn't work next year, well, then – then there's a year after that, then they got to be in there. And the thing about the, you know, the, the size of the player, well, uh, ask Theo Furry how much size is important. It's not that important. I mean, it's important, but, you know, four, five, six inches isn't going to make that much difference if the player's got the heart. Yeah, and that goes back to a call from uh, earlier on, on the Flames Talk postgame show this evening. Dave, I appreciate the call as always, man. Thank you. Good night. You have a good night, buddy. Uh, phone lines are open. If you want to jump in on overtime, you can. Still got some text to get to, so there's time at 403-240-4444 if you want to chat with us 
on this Monday night or Tuesday morning or however you're looking at it. Kenton is with us. What's going on, Kenton? Hey, how are you doing, Pat? I'm good, man. Are you going to yell at me tonight? No, I'm not. I'm, you know, that wasn't me that phoned in that night. I just waiting around for an hour, and I was just rattled because we lost the game, and I apologize for that. That's, like I said, it's not me. I really enjoy talking to you. You're an astute hockey mind, and you know it was it was actually a pretty it was actually a pretty good call, and, and oh. I appreciate that. It was actually like it was a good call. Um, I know. I just, just a couple of the things were like, yeah, okay, well maybe we don't need to go down that direction. But anyway, we're all good. We're yeah. all good. Okay, I promise I'm not taking no runs at no one tonight. Everything's been said that needs to be said about the guys. So I actually gonna take a different different route here and I'm going to go on a like a, a bright spot tonight like I'm thinking about next year already the condition flames fan I am you know <laughs> it's it's much like Robert said you know it's about the jersey I love putting on my flames jersey I got whew, kids and I are collectors so we probably have a dozen flames jerseys like authentic jerseys from Kent Nielsen all the way to my latest acquisition was Justin Wolf 32. I put on the Flames, so I thought you get a kick out of that one. That's a good one, and and we'll see we'll <laughs> see how we'll see how long it takes for you to be able to wear that bad boy. Okay, like for for you to be able to wear that bad boy with him playing in the same right, game. right. So I kind of got a lineup here, and I just I'm going to throw it out. You know, I'll try not to go too fast here, but we can't totally eliminate everyone and start from scratch and rebuild. It's not really in the cards for us because we have too many guys on contract and I'm just going to, it's a no particular order here, but I'm just going to run through it. So next year uh, at camp or after camp, we got Huberto, Kadri, Toffoli. That's, that's one line. This other line would be Dubé, Lindholm, Backlund. I got another line of Kelche, I'd like to give that young Phillips a chance. Like, he's just ripping it up down there. Like, the last caller said about size, you know, if if you got the heart, and I'm not saying this guy's Fleury or St. Louis, but boy, oh, boy, I'd like to see him in more than 60 minutes of a, a tryout, eh? And also finishing off that line would be Coronado. So there's three lines. Then I got Walker Deer, of course, yep. and Majapani. So that would leave one spot open, like maybe somebody will catch your eye and play into that final spot, or maybe a draft, like you don't know what's going to happen, eh? And then on the back end, I got Stretcher and Anderson. Weger, like I'm a huge off guy, like I don't want to give up on him. To me, he's a give and take, like he does some great things and he does some bonehead things, but I really... You know, 11 goals, he, I think he had a really good year. He had some confidence. He's got the big size. He opens it up pretty good. So let's, I think we should keep him. I don't want to give him away. Like, I felt Colorado gave up on him. Chicago gave up on him. Let's not give up on him. Okay. And then Shillington, you know, I guess we'll see what happens there. We got Stone. So then that leaves me with one spot open. On the back end, of course, I want we got to go with Markstrom. And then I honestly think I'm, I think Wolf might outplay Vladar for the second hole, but we'll see in, after the preseason and camp next year. And then for my GM, I totally agree with you. Like, I'd certain I'd love to build within. Why don't we give Connie a chance here? Like, he, he would be the ultimate positive reinforcing guy. Like, give Craig Conroy a shot. On the head coach, like, you know, I'm not taking a run at him here, but Daryl, he's just not going to work out with the way I'm thinking about this lineup. Give it to Ryan Huska, like you said. Like, he, he be a, he's a great young hockey mind. He was a runner-up in Detroit. Let's give him a chance. And then let him build his own assistant coaches and goalie coach. Like, let him figure it out from there. So the reason I threw all this at you is that, like, I'm I'm not, never going to give up on the Flames. I'll be a Flamer till I pass away, probably. Yeah. Love love putting on that jersey, like Robert said. It's my favorite. I I also love putting on a Rangers jersey and a Leafs jersey. Like, I'm, 
uh, I'm a fan, but Calgary's my team, so I don't know. I'm not not going to go nuts and put on an Oilers jersey or anything, but I don't think that we have a total disaster here like some people think. Like I think we have a lot of good points to work with, and I'll just leave you with that, and probably I don't know how many more calls you got, but I didn't take a sleeping pill tonight, so I can listen to you till <laughs> 5 in the morning if you go that deep. But I don't think oh. we're going to go that deep. we only got a few more calls. But you can still call now at 403-240-4444, but there's lots of texts to get to. That okay. much I know for sure. So there's there's still you still got some time if you want to keep listening. Good. No, I'll listen to the guys phoning in. I just had to phone in tonight because my wife and I have a previous engagement on Wednesday, and I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to phone in. So she's like, well, why don't you phone in tonight? He's doing overtime. I said, well, yeah, that's a good idea. So there you go. Well, it's good Have to hear from night. you, man. I appreciate it, night. Kenton. I appreciate you too, and thanks a lot for everything you do. Take care. You, Bye. Be well, man. Have fun with your engagement on Wednesday as well. Appreciate it, man. Uh, let's say hello to our buddy Jose on the phone lines. What's up, Jose? Oh, hermano. That's it. The obituary, buddy. The season is over. Well, one you, got more one game. More, you got one more game. One more moot point game. At least maybe yes. we'll see Coronado. Maybe we'll see Pellet yep. back in the lineup. So I hope, anyways. Never know with Sutter. <laughs> Never know with Sutter, man. Uh, I true. mean, what do you say, man? It's 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 frustrating. I mean, like, so I called last week and I said that, that this, this last week was going to depend on one guy. It was going to depend on Marstrom and... You know, he had he had a couple of good games, but he had a couple of not so good ones, and the margin of error was just too small, man. It, it was just too small, and and he was the one guy that needed to be outstanding because there wasn't enough consistency from from so many other guys. I mean, I've got my list of six guys, Pat, that, that I that I put the shoulder of this season on. Yeah, you know, and, and I've told you that before. I mean, to me, it's it's Lindholm. To me, it's Huberto, to me it's Kadri, to me it's Mangiapane, to me it's Markstrom, and it's Anderson. Anderson Hannafin Anderson is a pair together. That's that that to me is is like that that kind of hexagon or, or septagon or whatever you want to call you'd it. Put, of, you'd of put you put Anderson in that crew of of not living up to expectations this year. Well, not 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 really. Not living up to expectation, but I mean, he got hit by the car, and that really kind of put a bit of a, 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 a I guess what it would a monkey wrench into the. Yeah, it might, it might have stunted things the, a little bit. You know what I mean? But Hannafin and Anderson as a pairing weren't weren't great. They, they Hannafin weren't great. and Anderson, they yeah, they they were they were not as good this year as they were last year. That much I as a five on five pairing. Yep, I I will grant you that. Yeah, and, and and I mean it's just, you know, when when you try to take steps forward, but you have so many guys taking steps backward, you, you know, for us to expect any kind of different result from what we got, when the sum of the parts are much lesser than the whole, I mean it's, it's just, you know, it's almost like the writing was on the wall, but nobody wanted to look at the wall. You know, Pat, I can't think of a team that has changed its core as much as Calgary has and had success in its first year together. Well, we, you look because at, there's really never been an actual example of it. Well, the only team I can think of that had a, a core that was put together and had instant success was Vegas. And that was, you know, once in a lifetime. Right? Yeah. So that's that's the only team I can think of that, that put up a, a core all together in, in, in the first year and had instant success in their first year. I mean, you look at Florida. Florida made a bunch of changes to their core, and they're almost on the outside looking in too. They could be, they could be, you know, they could be in the same place as Calgary is. And they're probably they going to make it. Yeah, you know, but, but I mean, hey, if Pittsburgh has two good games and Florida Florida has a tough game. They have a tough last game, too, don't they? Believe so, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's not going to be easy for Florida either, right? And you know, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh can snatch it from them if they get their heads out of their rear ends. I don't. What do you say about Pittsburgh? But 
I mean, you look at any good team, Pat. Any good team in this league has had a, a run of years with the, with the same core. I mean, how long did it take our core to figure it out to actually look like a decent team and get to the second round without some kind of fluke in the first round? I mean, that 2014 run yeah. beat Vancouver. Vancouver was kind of a shell of a team, and and, and it did like we, we we you know we got to hand it our lunch and against Anaheim, and maybe you can say the same thing about last year against Edmonton, but, you know, it took a while for that last quarter to figure it out. And now you kind of scrapped everything, and you had to start from scratch because you were scrambling because two guys decided that they wanted to go elsewhere. And, you know, that's their that's their right. That's their, you know, they they've, they've when you were an unrestricted free agent, you've earned that right to make that decision. I mean, you look at guys like, John Tavares that have done the same thing. They've gone to a different team, you know, after being with a team for a while. And it's it's part of the business, right? But, you know, for me to sit here and, and agree with all the rhetoric that, oh, well, we have to blow this up and, oh, well, this team's going to go nowhere next year. I mean, it's, 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 too, it's too hard for me to just throw out the baby with the bathwater and say, well, Next year is going to be a disaster, too, because, well, we're going to have Sutter and we're going to have the same players, so next year is going to suck, too. I mean, year two of, a, of the same core, you're hoping to get some progression. You know, you're hoping to get a little less regression to the mean from some of these guys like Ron Giovanni and And I, another guy that I'm disappointed with is Dubé. Like, Dubé didn't pull his weight, man. That's that's well, that's an was... Jose. That's not true. He had a career year. Like of of all the guys, there was four or five guys that that took steps this year. And and I would put Dubé, uh, Backlund, Toffoli, Anderson, um, and probably Weger as the five guys that you're like. Yes, those guys. Those guys really. Uh, Weger in the second half, Dubé, I think, all year. Anderson for most of the year, and obviously Toffoli and Backlund. I mean, Dubé, Dubé's, Dubé absolutely pulled his weight. He set brand new and shattered career highs. What are you talking about? I don't know. Just, to me, it just seems like Dubé has a way higher ceiling than he's been able to achieve. Well, he's, still, he's he just set a new career high, man. Like, he shattered his career highs. How many points? 44. 44 points. It's I mean, pretty good for what it's pretty good up, for his contract, man. Yeah, I mean, I, like it's I, when we saw him against the, in that Dallas series in the bubble, it seemed like he was going to break out and become something more. And I guess it's just a little disappointing that I haven't seen more out of the guy when 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 we kind of saw that that potential there, but that's neither here nor there. What I'm trying to say here, Pat, is that if we start to panic, if, if we hit that just that, that instant panic button that, oh, my God, next year's going to be a disaster too, then you know we're not really seeing the big picture of this scenario. It's, gonna, it's still going to take time. Even when Sutter came in in his first year, and I've said this before, and I feel kind of like a broken record, when he came in that first partial year, it wasn't a great match with Kachuk and Johnny at first. It wasn't. It wasn't instant you know, magic and, oh, Johnny was amazing and Kachuk was like, you know, these guys had to figure it out. And now with this new core, these guys had to figure it out. And now we saw in these last 10 games that when they were getting on the same page together, they were starting to move in the same direction. The margin of error was way too small, and that's why every error was magnified and, you know, you're going to lose to bad teams. Like we saw it last year, Colorado had a hell of a time with Arizona. And this year we had a hell of a time with Chicago. And it just, it happens. There's, there's, there's times that you're going to get flies in the ointment. There's times that you're going to get teams that just are your kryptonite for whatever stupid reason. And in our case, there was a difference between us making the playoffs and us not, you know, we get swept in the season series by Chicago, you win one of those games, it's a different scenario today. You know, I think we got swept in the season series against Nashville too, right? Believe so, yep. Um, and we got to start wrapping up here, Jose. But, um... but, you know, 
I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying that to just to use your term, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Which why would anybody be throwing? It's a strange saying. Anyway, yeah. um, it's not your saying. It's a. It's a. I just I've never understood that one. Um, it's, it's, it's but but, but I get what you're saying. saying. I get what you, I under. Yeah. No, I, I understand what it means. I just I get what you're saying. Um, and I think that it's kind of where I'm at. Like I think that. Yes, this year is absolutely disappointing. There's zero doubt about it, and and I think it's a you know it's it's a failure when you have a finite window to win, to not even make the playoffs in one of those years in your finite window. But in saying that, I do think that you know the whole idea of well they they clearly can't win and this team is going to be the exact same next year with all the turnover that the team went through in the off season i think that is a little premature and and i think they owe I, it to themselves to see what year 2 is all about we got to wrap up though jose I, I i think we'll be the vegas next year what vegas's situation was last year with all the misfortune that they went through i think that was us this year and i think Could we're, we're going to well bounce back here next year okay pal have a good, good to night. Hear from you, man. Go Flames go. I love this team. Ciao, man. See you, Jose. Uh, last call before we wrap things up on overtime on the text line is Blake. What's up, Blake? Hey, Patty. Sorry, I put my phone down for a second. Oh, good. Oh, good. How are we doing? Hey, so I texted you earlier. Maybe I wasn't too clear on the text line, but I was basically asking a question about, you know, we hear about Sutter all year long, and I'm – maybe a massive homer but i just love the fact that we have sutter we got chris sutter time we got his son as the captain of the wranglers like you know like the other guy was saying let's just not blow everything up overnight and uh but i've heard the sutter hate all year but i wonder why yeah the goaltending was great last year but so was the rest of the team and yet we hear all this flack towards sutter markstrom gets flack but not his coaching so it's just weird that we give flack to the power play coach and the head coach but not the goaltender. Well, no, the it's, but it's not like it's not like we haven't. There's been there's been calls and texts this year about that. Um, fair enough. And I, I listen a lot, but not a hundred percent of the time. So that's fair. There, there definitely has been. I just, you know, I with that with with that, I just find it hard to believe that all of a sudden Markstrom would be a Vesna Trophy quality Vesna Trophy quality goaltender last year with. Jason LaBarbera is his goaltending coach, and this year he has a down year, and now that's because of coaching. You know what I'm saying? I just, it's it's hard for me to well, compute and, that in my head. And that's why it's hard for me to compute the guy wins a Jack Adams last year, and we have the best line in hockey and blah, blah, blah. And now this year, oh, it's he's – Well, it's a little bit different. Though. It is different with a head coach. The head coach is the head guy. So I, I think it's – He's a, the head it's, coach. Yeah, it's a little bit that's different. that's fair. That's that's fair, and I, I think I just fall into the camp of guys who keep saying all year, and I think you, you've said it, everybody said it, with average goaltending, we're having this conversation. But, I mean, and that's, that's where I'm coming from in terms of let's not overreact, let's not overcorrect, because at the end of the day, we're missing the playoffs by one to three points or whatever it's going to be, right? And, uh, I mean, the other point that I made in, in that text was, you know, you look at Dallas, they barely squeak in last year, and, they're whining about blowing it all up because they were out in the first round against us. Now they're solidly in a, in a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vegas out of nowhere from last year, you know, had a terrible season. What, what's the cycle guy going to be? They're questioning all their stars. Now this year they're in, you know, uh, in the Eastern conference, you got New Jersey and other teams like that. You look at what Tampa Bay went through before they became what they are now, right. Uh, not making the playoffs and then, President's Trophy only to get swept by Columbus. And then after that, we all know two cups and blah, blah, blah. So, I, you know, we're, we're closer than we think. And like the other guy said, you know, when you, when you change your complete core, yeah, we had the best line in hockey, and then we lost two-thirds of it. And it took those guys a while to become what they were. And we, we weren't enough to get past uh, Edmonton. You know, it's not dissimilar from the 80s. We're going to need a better team than most other teams are going to need to make any kind of noise because of who we're right next to. So. Right. But, uh, yeah, in terms of where where I fall, I don't think blowing it up and getting rid of Sutter and everything else. I mean, he's the guy under contract. So let's find out if Tree stays and kind of go from there, I think, you know. Um, not that any of us have anything to say about it. I'm just another, you know, voice screaming into the void here. But 
<laughs> you know, as far as I see things, we, we made the best out of a bad situation last summer. Um, guys have faced a steep adjustment. And when you look at how anomalous the season's been, like how many guys are a runner-up for a Vesna nine shutouts down to no shutouts for 60 games and an 8 point, uh, 0.87 save percentage, right? How many guys have 115 points down to 55? And all these things at once, we were setting records for posts and outshooting opponents by 10 and losing one-goal game losses. Overtime were right there for the record for overtime losses. So it's just how does all that stuff happen in one season? It's just, you know, some bad juju or whatever. And hopefully we put it into the bank. And if we don't freak out too much this summer and try to, you know, start from scratch again, maybe we got something. Well, I think they definitely, at the very least, owe it to themselves um, and to, to give it a try anyway. And enough with this no-captain nonsense. I mean, if it's not going to be Backlund, I can't fathom as to why. Maybe there's something happening in that room that uh, we don't know about. But, you know, I think, and we all seem to think, Backlund should be the guy. But if not him, like, you know, how many seasons are we going to go captainless? And that might be my one knock on Sutter is coming out, cutting everybody off at the knees all the time. Oh, we don't have any superstars. Nobody in this room is a leader. You know, that kind of stuff is is where I differ on, on Sutter. You know, I think sometimes a bit of encouragement, like, you know, let's not forget which team you're playing for. So, I appreciate the call tonight, Blake. Hey, thanks, Pat. And thanks for all you do. I know you're pulling a long shift tonight, but we all appreciate you for it. So thanks a lot, and have a good night. Go Flames. You too, man. Thank you, Blake. Uh, that'll do it on the phone lines. Wrap it up with a few texts to uh, finish things off on this uh, overtime edition. We're uh, going a little overtime following a Flames 3-2 shootout loss to Nashville. Of course, that uh, ends Calgary's playoff hopes for this season. Uh, Parsons writes in. Um, I suppose we could hold the goalie coach, coaches as accountable this year as the Jack Adams winner last year too, right? Kadri looks checked out mentally to me. My gut tells me he's on the move next year. I wouldn't have put him in the shootout based on how weak he looked in the last one. I'm glad they put Huberto in the shootout based on stats as everyone was dumping on that last game. Richie in the shootout's a non-factor. Toffoli looked weak in the last shootout too. Uh, I think Brad is going to walk. Uh, this says, how do we get number 10 to score just even three game-winning goals to win those games? How do we get number 25 to stop that extra save, to make that extra save at a certain time of the game? How do we get the defense to block extra shots to help number 25 stop pucks in the back of the net? Inconsistency is the problem of this season, simply put. And this accountability comes to the bench, uh, comes to the bench boss to motivate and win those games needed. It's just a couple of games, and they'd be in right now play 60 minutes and the hard work that goes into winning games motivation is the problem the players were not focused to play in this league uh this reads uh scrolling a little further down at 960 960 as we start to wrap things up on overtime uh, I've heard many people discuss various reasons why this season didn't end up the way we all hoped, but I haven't heard anyone discuss the desire to win at all costs. Every year we all ponder the Flames' mediocrity, and to me what's missing is killer instinct. When I think about the many roster players who have come through here, I can't really think of anyone since Aginla who had a true deep desire to win. The current roster on paper is much better than the 0-4 team, and Aginla willed them to the finals. I can't help but feel this team has a perpetual culture problem mark in country hills writes flames had two years of high picks walk out the door the last couple of years bennett and kachuk johnny was a lottery win and he walked out the door too willingly valamaki gets tossed out the door couldn't even get his feet under him people talk about hitting on draft picks they have and they walk it's a very high level problem the industrial city to the north can keep talent we can't something in the water if you ask me uh, this from Naber, who says, uh, Team Daryl clearly gave up on the players. He said so about four weeks ago when he said the only thing he could control was ice time. He gave all of us a front row seat once again when the season was on the line and gave us Richie. I'd like to say this will affect season tickets next year, but they've already welded everyone weeks ago. Shame on Murray Edwards. He's insulted every Calgarian with his compass. How do you buy your kids a Flames jersey at this point? That comes from Naber. Um... 
This from Tim and Moose Jaw. Pat, just curious if you have any insight into the drastic drop-off from Mange this season, and do you think he bounces back next year, or was last year an anomaly? I think what, we saw, what we've seen this year is kind of um, the cruel poles. How's that? The cruel, the, the cruel magnetic poles of... Uh, of a player being like shooting the lights out one year and then having it go completely the other way the next year. I think Andrew Mangiapane is a 2025. I think he's a 25 goal scorer in this league. I don't think he's a 35 goal scorer in this league. I think he's a 25 goal scorer in this league. This year he might not even hit 20. He probably well, he's almost certainly not going to hit 20. He's at 17. So unless he goes three in their final game, he's gonna he's not going to hit 20. So he had a Last year, he was a little over his skis in terms of prog uh, production. This year is a really, really cruel and kind of overcompensation correction. I think I think he bounces back with a better year next year. And I think he's somewhere closer to being a 25-goal, 55-point guy in this league. That's kind of where I think it fits with, with Mangiapane. Um... Pat, this season was disappointing to say the least. So exciting with the pickups, but almost zero production from big guys. Thankfully, I'm a young fan and really hope we can get a cup in my lifetime. Besides that, I have my eyes set on the future of this team. Which of the young guys do you think we see on Wednesday night, or does Sutter not play them almost out of spite? I think Coronado plays. I think Pelche plays. I think Ruzicka plays. I think Gilbert plays. I think Stone plays. Uh, maybe we even see that whole fifth line of, of Coronado, Ruzicka, and, and Pelche play together, which would be pretty neat. But I think all those guys will play come Wednesday. Um, this reads from Larry. Um, what an extremely disappointing season. I've been watching the Flames since 1980 when they played in the Corral, and this has definitely been the most frustrating season to be a fan. This reads, I'm not even mad about tonight, Pat. When all you know is mediocrity, it gets harder to keep getting mad when you expect it. The most frustrating part of this year is knowing this is a veteran team and they looked far from it. I feel awful for the fans, but have zero sympathy for everyone in that locker room. What a dysfunctional clown show this team was this year. Hang your heads in shame, boys. Sutter, get lost. Tree, thank you, but goodbye. Not enough success under your tenure. Murray Edwards, this team will never see a cup again as long as you're the owner. This reads from Andy. Um, I was stunned to read this in a Globe and Mail interview this week with Condry. Where would you like to live? Probably somewhere more exotic, somewhere like Dubai or a place like that. I love the culture and the food's amazing. Everything is state of the art. In the last two years... I've spent $20,000 on season tickets, and then I read this from a player who makes $6 million a year is minus 19 and backhandedly insults the city he plays for. I'm not renewing next year enough. I'm not sure what the—I I didn't read that article, so I can't— um I can't really comment on, on what was said, um, but that uh, that clearly upset that texter. This from Mike in Medicine Hat. I'm all in on a rebuild. Most teams who win the cup bottom out and get elite talent. Pittsburgh, Chicago, Tampa, and soon Edmonton. That part makes me throw up in my mouth. It's time for us. Target the Pelche, Coronado, Wolf era. Look at moving all your guys with one year left. Lots of trade value there. Eat some salary and move Kadri too. He's got lots of value as a $5 million player on a good team. We're stuck with Huberdeau, but he isn't going to stop us from bottoming out anyway. Let the rebuild begin. This says disappointing season, but the season was consistent. Too many high danger chances against. Sadly, I think they need a coaching change. The high shot plan didn't work. Players didn't mesh. Tension seems clear. John Fox for the Broncos made Tim Tebow work because he tailored the offense to work to Tebow's skill set. We need a coaching staff to accentuate our players' skill set. It was the opposite with the Flames this year, and it didn't work. Keep her living. Stetcher was good. Richie okay for the fourth line. More Pelche. Impressed with Duke. Hope Rzichka gets a little more passion. Bye to Lewis and Lucic. Would love to see Phillips get a chance. Tanev's the rock of the defense. Hopefully Shillington and Zary next year. Please, God, don't make Sutter GM. Uh, this reads... I've been a fan since 1980, and this has been the worst goaltending by far. We can't solely blame Markstrom because Sutter kept putting him in there. Sutter's known for holding his players accountable, but why he never did with Markstrom is baffling. 
TJ from Strathmore, uh, Strathmore. Anybody, anybody but Edmonton, and they would have destroyed us. Better to go out this way as since last year's 9-6 playoff win versus the Oilers. It's been a very slow downhill spiral. That comes from TJ in Strathmore. Um, this reads, blame who you want. This season is mostly on the players in the room. I'm stunned after how that shootout started with Huberto and Nazem that it wasn't another veteran star player with the season on his stick. Rasmus has looked great in the shootout. Lindholm's been a spark. Manjapani's looked dangerous for weeks now. And we've got Richie. What a joke. Felt like we just threw in the towel. If I'm Anderson or Lindholm or Dubé or even Coleman and I've poured hours of blood and sweat into that sea on my chest and I have to sit there and watch Richie shoot third, I'm sick to my stomach. It's a slap in the face. Um, few more texts 960 960 uh, Smiley says Patty sad to see the season come to an end but absolutely thrilled um, actually that was just uh, uh, I love you Smiley but that, that we won't read that text tonight um, it's not the coach's fault they watch them all the time in practice they, knew, they know who has the moves and Richie had a great move better than Kadri's. if you don't have the horses you don't have a team the coach did all he could with what he had which he had the best move out of all of them, talking about Richie in the shootout. This says, this team is straight not good enough. You can give them credit for the fight in games, but they're the ones who got in those situations. Can say how Markstrom was under duress, but when you give up all those early goals, it's his doing as well. Not enough clutch goal scoring, but the coaching's the biggest issue. A serious change is needed, and Sutter is the one to go. Magarsa writes, disappointing season period. Who knows where this goes next year? We can all agree that changes are needed. First time in a while I can say I have no idea what to expect this offseason. Uh, this reads, the Flames are a good club. The young lad who was benched should have gotten down the stretch experience. I'm afraid the coach, who's been a very good coach, has exceeded his best before date. That's from Garnet in North Battleford, Saskatchewan. And uh, I think that does it. We got to the text. We made it to the bottom. Uh, just like that, uh, we're able to get through all those texts on this Tuesday night. Great stuff on the text line. Great stuff on the phone lines. And uh, we even took it to overtime. A little overtime on your Flames Talk podcast feed. You have your regular Flames Talk po Flames Talk post game show. And now a little overtime as well. Great stuff on the text line. Great stuff on the phone lines. And uh, tip of the hat to Azam. He had to stay late the entire time with me. So uh, Azam best in the biz uh awesome to have you uh on the team my friend and thanks for sticking around and staying in the entire time uh that'll wrap us up flames talk post game overtime our afternoon flames talk all available wherever you get your podcasts tough way for the playoffs uh, the playoff dream to come to an end with a 3-2 shootout loss to the nashville predators flames are officially eliminated from playoff contention have yourself a wonderful rest of your i guess now tuesday morning have a wonderful rest of your week flames and sharks to wrap up the season game 82 on wednesday night we'll talk to you then uh it's been overtime as part of your flames talk podcast channel here on sportsnet 960 the fan